three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN After Live. I am Jay Wayne. And I am Kaylin. And holy shit, fuck Batman if we got one today. That's right, guys. We are on episode 18 now of this SEN Live After Show. And uh, this week was really fun for me personally. Uh, got Roca two times uh, this week. It was great. And we're going to get into all that, but... Uh, like we like we do here, we just like to kind of shoot the shit a little bit coming out of the gate um, about what's going on with us, and uh, uh, I'm just gonna jump right into this because I I've been I've been hot about something all week, Kaylin. It's okay. been bugging me. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. Now. Uh. It, and it has nothing to do. And it, um, it has. It's kind of work related, but it has nothing to do with my employer. Um. I, I really enjoy where I work. I like the people a lot. I like interacting with uh, with the customers that I have to interact with. Um, I'm not going to name the place, but I really enjoy working there. And, and this has nothing to do with my employer. But there's a kid there, and I say when I say kid, he's 17. Okay, and uh, ah, so legally a child. Yes, legally. Um, and uh, he started when I did. I believe his first day actually was my first day. And now, now he's really quiet. Always like when he walks kind of hunched over, hunched forward, head down, you know, and, uh, but kid always did his work. He was there every day. He was scheduled to be there. Was never late. Um, he always did his work. He was constantly doing his job and that's all you can ask for. Well, it's not all you can ask for, but it's, it's, it's what you look for in an employee, just someone who is consistently there and just does their job. So and he was, he was funny too. Sometimes like a couple times I got him to smile by singing songs to him and stuff. Right. So, uh, but he hasn't been around and I didn't want to get in. I didn't want to get into it because it's none of my business. You know what I mean? Uh, what other people have going on in their lives and stuff, but it was brought up at, at a, in a meeting last week that uh, he's no longer working there. And, um, and, and it went, it went about four days, uh, four work days. And it was not really bothering me, but I just kind of, I wanted to know if he was okay. Cause I, I, just, I had this feeling like it wasn't something that he did wrong, obviously, cause he, he never did anything wrong at work. You know what I mean? So right. I just asked, I asked someone who would know, I said, you know, I said, I said, it's none of my business, like specifics, but like, is this kid okay? You know, like what's, you know, like what's up? And, uh, it turns out that he got in some sort of trouble. Now I had no idea about the, about, uh, about this specific bit. And it's, again, it's none of my business, but I just didn't know that he lives in a group home. And, Aww. um, so, you know, so obviously he's had trouble in life and, um, and apparently he got in trouble again. And for that reason, he's no longer working there. And that absolutely enrages me because if you're this kid, this is a young kid, you know what I mean? He's, he's got his whole life ahead of him. He's got some problems and he needs help. And he was, he was doing his job. He was a good worker. And 
if you're in, in all of the qualities that that instills in a person alone, just being a good worker can help you in life in other ways. You know what I mean? As far as feeling productive, uh, contributing to society, so on and so forth. Not to mention the life building skills it can give you personally and just living life. But I find it ridiculous and, and I don't understand, you know, why they, why, for whatever reason, they would make the kid quit this job. Hmm. I mean, it just does not make sense to me. Wouldn't you want him, wouldn't you want to say, you know, yes, we're going to deal with whatever happened, but like, you got to work, you got to, you got to be responsible for yourself like that. And you've been doing good and we want you to, and you need to continue to, to plug away at that job and, and keep doing good. And, and eventually that will help build, build the good things and weed out the bad things. You know what I mean? So your employer did not fire him. His oh. group home situation said he wasn't allowed to have a job anymore. Yes. Yeah, that does seem like the opposite message that you want to send. Like, you know, you do want to, you want people to be responsible. So if they're messing up, it's almost like you'd want to give them some more responsibility, not less, you know. And if he is doing something if he was, uh, uh, you know, outside of work in a situation that was causing him to get into trouble, maybe having him out of that situation is what would be best for him by being at work more or, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that this is also a problem with, um, that we have with, um, not that this is the criminal system by any means. He probably is not in a group home by choice. Um, or by any actions that he did, it's probably more related to, uh, um, like guardianship and stuff like that. But he, um, but like our, our people who are criminals and then they want to, to do better. It's so hard for them because it's so hard for them to get a, a, a worthy, valid job, you know, legal job. And feel worthwhile so then you end up back to doing whatever you were doing that got you in jail in the first place and it's just it's it's not the way to improve society overall so i'm totally with you um well hopefully he can return to work at some point or return to a job at some point because he obviously was contributing um and doing his job well and that's how you learn skills you learn you learn workplace skills by being in the workplace and young people should be doing that so that your first job isn't when you're 25 and out of college and you have no idea how to behave with <laughs> yeah. with a boss or with coworkers or what's appropriate and what's not appropriate um because you've never been in that situation that's not healthy either so and and also I'm a firm believer that you have to take that not only the base facts in each, you have to take each case individually um, and, and, and look at all aspects of that person and their situation and what happened on an individual basis. You just can't paint a broad stroke for everyone on things. And uh, another thing that I would take into consideration with this kid is that 
He's 17. He is close to being at the age where he's going to be out of the group home and he can do anything he wants. So wouldn't you rather send him out into the world with with that freedom and, and responsibility with a job mm-hmm. and stuff like that as opposed to like right before he, he takes this big leap, you take away one of the things that was steady and constructive about him and – I don't know. It it just it just had me hot. I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Well, you want to hear what's been bothering me? Give it to me. Okay, this has only been bothering me for about 20 minutes, so it doesn't quite <laughs> stack up. But I got up this morning, and I made breakfast. I made blueberry pancakes. I made uh, bacon and, you know, fixed me and Darren a cup of coffee. He was still in bed, and then he got up and sort of ate a couple bites and was like, eh, I don't really want this. And instead he's like, well, I may, while you're recording, I may take the baby and go get myself breakfast. And I'm like, I just cooked breakfast and you're going to go get yourself breakfast. And, uh, so anyway, I'm a little annoyed with Darren at the moment about that. And I'm sure he just so heard did he take that. the baby and go get breakfast? No, not yet. Oh, poor guy. Um, but he's like, the breakfast you made was too sweet. It's too sweet. And I'm like, but I cooked homemade breakfast. Like I never do that. And I made breakfast. You don't have to go get yourself food. If you, if you cooked me homemade breakfast, but cooked what I asked you to cook for me, that would be amazing. I'm just saying, I'm, you know, throwing it out there. If we ever meet in real life or something, you know, just let okay, me know, and well, I'll tell you what I want you to make me for a nice home-cooked breakfast and shit. Especially South, man, you know, bacon, biscuits, you know, some fucking, you know, stuff like that. Scrambled eggs, for sure. OJ all the way. Yeah. Well, I made what I wanted because he was still asleep. Which makes sense. So I made what I wanted, and he normally eats whatever I cook. For breakfast, he does not eat whatever I cook for lunch or dinner. But he normally eats anything I cook for breakfast. But this morning, he decided to be a turd. So I don't know why. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, I got a math riddle for you that I've been... Um, okay, this guy at work told me this, like, okay. uh, probably a month and a half ago, and I just keep forgetting to bring it up to you, okay? And okay. I don't know what the fucking answer is. I don't understand how it works, but I'm like, you know, automatically math, I go to Kalen. So here it is. Okay. And and if you've heard it, uh, please politely stop me uh, as I'm telling it. Okay. Okay. Um, Or don't, don't actually, because let me, let me play it out for all the listeners. Duh. On my part, big duh. Let me play it out for the listeners so that they can think about it for a second too. Okay. So, Three guys uh, check into a hotel. Uh, the hotel room for the night is $30. So they each throw in $10. They check into their room, and about an hour later, the manager decides that he charged them $5 too much. So he calls for the bellboy, and he hands the bellboy five $1 bills. He okay. tells the bellboy, keep two for yourself for your trouble, and get, go to the room and give each of the guys $1 back. Okay. So the bellboy does this. So each of the guys pays $9, and that's 27 
So then the bell, the bellhop kept two. So where's the other one dollar? Okay, the other one dollar comes from the fact that um, he uh, overcharged them by five dollars. Okay, so thirty minus five is twenty-five. Twenty-five plus five is thirty. Um, so each of the guys got back a dollar, and the bellboy now has two dollars. Um, I don't think the 27 matters. Okay, so there were 30, okay, so, um, okay, there were 30 dollars, there was a transaction of 30 dollars given to the hotel. So, the guys gave the hotel 30 dollars. Then the hotel took five dollars out of their register so now they only have $25 in their register correct like of that transaction because he's going to give back five dollars yes yes okay so the hotel has $25 in their register each of the men now has a dollar back and the bus the not the bus boy jesus the uh, (laughs) bellboy has two dollars i don't think the 27 actually matters I see what you when mean. You say that, that I don't understand what that means because that in no way explains where that other one dollar is. Um, that other one dollar. Let's see, twenty-seven. Um, because I think the Hang on, I'll think about it and see if I can explain it. I can't explain it right now, especially since I had a awful migraine last night (laughs) um yeah if you can figure this out for me please do i want like i want if you can i want the actual legit mathematical reason you want a full-on analysis of what because this makes zero sense where is that other dollar and it's fucking killing me i don't the guy the guy ended up telling me he ended up telling me that there is no answer it's just one of those crazy mathematical things i refuse to accept that Um, i want if that's true i want to know why it's one of those crazy mathematical things because there is a dollar somewhere that is vanished okay so i gave ten dollars to the guy then he gave me a dollar back you gave ten dollars to the guy, but they gave you a dollar back. Someone else gave ten dollars to the guy, but they gave you a dollar back. Hmm. What's any? So now, well, let's see. Twenty-five. Oh, I know where the twenty-seven is. I know where it is. So here's the thing: these are the two numbers that have to balance the amount of money that the customers that the customers paid out, and the amount of money that the hotel has. Correct. Correct. I I, I don't know what the amount of money the hotel has has to do with anything. No, 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 no. What I mean is uh, the amount of money the customer pays you should equal the amount of money that you take from them, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, what we've concluded is that the customers have paid $27 to the hotel, correct? Okay. The hotel kept 25 of it. And gave two of the dollars to their bellboy as a tip. Yeah. So that adds up to 27. So the 27s do balance. The customer overall has given $27 in total to the hotel. The hotel chose to keep 25 of it and chose to pay out two of it to an employee. And that 25 plus 2 equals 27. So then they do balance. 
But the three guys, and the, the listeners are going to be like, dude, this is insane. We got to blow past this because I don't know. But it, but I, I can't, we will very soon. We will very soon. But I just, I can't let this go just yet. Okay. But each of the three guys ended up paying $9. Yes. That's so. $27. Correct. And then the bellboy took two. Yes, but That's- you're trying to. You're trying to put the two over in the customer column. The two needs to go over in the hotel column because the hotel chose to pay the two out to the bellboys. So the the magic number is no longer 30. It's 27. And if you add together the $25 that the hotel now has because they gave five back plus the two that the bellboy kept, that equals 27. Okay, I, I I believe you. I, I mean, dude, you're a fucking college math teacher. Of course I believe you. I just don't understand it and it just <laughs> what off air sometime I'm gonna I'm gonna have you really try to explain this to me. Um but uh one last thing in, in our little just shooting the shit segment here. Uh uh David B and I uh we had our debut match uh in multiplex fan leagues uh team mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. We're not going to spoil it. Just, just not. I don't want to spoil it just yet because it just came out. I don't know. I just, just in case, uh, next week we will spoil it because I'm trying to work on something. I don't know if I can work it out, but I'm trying to work on something. But uh, David B and I teamed up, and our team name is that one time, and it was really fun. Uh, it was a great match. I recommend watching it. But I do want to touch on the fact that uh, I'll just say it. David and I. We're we're total heel, um, and you watched the match. Uh, not no, no spoilers. What did you think of the match overall, and the fact that David and I are heel? Um, overall, uh, I really enjoyed it, and knowing you and David uh, made uh, y'all being a heel seem very like it was just funny to watch because, like, <laughs> I know how into it y'all got. Um, but it was fun, and I do hope to see y'all uh, in another match soon, hopefully, so that we can see some more of that one time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that the team you were playing knew what to do with y'all, like when y'all were right being silly. I don't and, know that they knew what to do. Yeah, and their their manager Caleb Coho, he's been on with us before once uh, on Afterlife. Uh, you mm-hmm. were on that episode, I, correct? That was me and you. Nope. Oh, it wasn't. I have never interacted with Caleb. I don't believe uh, that was uh, maybe that was Sarah or Sean. Anyway, um, Caleb is had been on Afterlife before, and um, I don't so think I have. Unless he and I've... I knew each other and stuff like that, and it it just it it just it was so it was really fun. He's the manager of the team that we played. Uh, is Boatman and that other guy. I honestly can't remember his name. I mean, I can, but for the, I don't, you know, don't think I'm a dick, but like for the sake of, you know, and I just, I just blew the behind the curtains, but I can't remember this dude's name. Um, (laughs) I actually can't either. Uh, To be honest, that did start because I just, I was so flustered when they were like, you know, uh, you're playing Caleb Boatman's team. And I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, dude, it's our debut match. We're rookies, and you're putting up us up against Boatman. And 
uh, at the time I had no idea who his partner was. So in my, I just kept going Boatman and that other guy and it just kind of stuck. So in my mind, that's Boatman's team name. His new team's name is Boatman and that other guy. Mm. But yeah, but I had, I had worked a little bit with Coho before and, um, and, and it was just, it was, so it was really fun. And I could tell, uh, that he didn't know what to take of it either. And I will just say in the pro, in their promo, he did say at one point, you know, I've worked with Jay Wade before. He's a really nice guy. I don't know why he's so angry. <laughs> I did hear him say that. Yeah, that was funny. But yeah, but and I and I do sometimes. I start to go on these little rambling things, or I I, I nitpick things and. Um, and after the fact, it's always after the fact, but after the fact, I'm like, man, am I really turning into a grumpy old man? Cause like, I'm just like nitpicking shit that means absolutely nothing. And I'm just waiting for the day when I legit am out there on the lawn yelling at the clouds and shit. So you are the Roka of our crew for sure. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, uh, especially considering he he's been on fire. Uh, I can't. I've said it. I think the last three episodes that uh, I've just I've praised uh, what he's been doing uh, on Mondays on SEN Live. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Um, obviously, I love Christian as the host. He is the host. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way, but. I just, I do love how Roka, he does just, he lets it go a little off the rails uh, more than Christian does. And he just, he lets it go where it wants to go. And he gets into a little more risque uh, subject matter and stuff. And I really like that. So uh, I take that as a compliment. Uh, Thank you very much. And I must say that, you know, he's talked several times about how he feels like he is massive. He feels like he's like John Candy. I've met the man in person twice, and he is the most average-sized man I've ever met in my life. Like, he's not a beanpole like Cody Hall. Right, um, right. you know, and he's broader built, like, you know, he's, he's a little bit, you know, he's not short and he's got, you know, he's broader and everything. And he's, he's not like, you know, 0% body fat, but he's not fat at all. I don't know why he thinks that. Like it, it's, it's, uh, you know, in a lot of guys, a lot of guys do have issues and I'm one of them. And, uh, and it, if you, especially if you were a chubby kid. It, it never leave and I've never, I've never lost that. I've, I was a chubby kid and I'm, and I'm a bigger guy, but even if you lose that weight into your adult years and I mean, you can become, uh, you know, like, like built six pack and shit, you know, but if you were a chubby kid, especially you, those feelings never leave you in, in into your adult years as a well-built man, uh, as far as your body and whatnot, you are just a well-built, ripped guy in uh, on the outside, and on the inside, you're still that chubby kid. It never yeah. leaves you that that psychological stuff. It just it never leaves, and you'll you'll still always find something that's wrong with yourself. It's so it's not just the ladies who uh, who who have those kind of those kind of uh, image issues or in, in in critiques about themselves and stuff. It's it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, he has been doing a really great job, and I have been loving him on SEN. Um, so, speaking of Roka, 
uh, someone else who has been on the show lately and kill it, been killing it uh, has actually been Sabrina. Yes. So yes. Roka is really finding his groove on this show. Sabrina is a new face who's really finding her her rhythm, and I'm loving having her on. I'm she is a great new character. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, it, I don't know that the I think I think what I like the most is uh the looks on her face uh when, when they when they're talking you can tell she's really engaged in what they're saying and she's really paying attention but then like you can catch these looks like what the fuck and just little stuff like that um and she she's great contributor too to the conversations of course but uh but yeah she's awesome she's a really good addition like you said I'd like to see her on there more with Kate. I, for some reason, I can't remember if she's ever been on with Kate before, but uh, I would like to see her on there with Kate for sure. I think that would be fun if she hasn't yet. And why is everyone always trying to ship Ben with any new uh, single female who comes on the show? I don't know, but what's up with Ben like blowing every every date opportunity that he has? Well, and, and this, this is uh, Ben. I, I'm just, I'm, we're, we're just picking, man. Lighthearted, lighthearted jabs, man. It, and, and we're jabbing you with like foam tipped, uh, foam tipped darts. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Um, I, I don't think he blew this one. It sounded legit. Yeah, whatever yeah, the reason I know, was. I know but, it was. Huh. And, and I'm sorry for whatever you were going through. I, I hope everything's all right. But yeah, um, it just, it's funny. Um, it is a little funny. It just. Went- <laughs> he went on Roxy's stream this week. I saw that he was on there. And he was talking Roxy was asking him the same thing like why does everyone try to set you up with everyone who comes on yeah. the show? And the two of them by the way were so funny. Um they they were great being all goofy just the two of them. So you you need to go back and watch that stream. Um she had Winston on it was either also earlier this week or it was like last week or something but she had Winston on as well. Um but uh he was basically like you know Sabrina and I've just become friends and and that's not what that was and whatever and he said something about Bonnie he's like well even if someone dragged us both to the beach for a date she'd find a way to slip away and just disappear. So he made some joke about Bonnie. The elusive um, Bonnie. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I think we need to leave him alone a little bit or he's never going to go on a date with anyone ever because we're going to ruin it for him. <laughs> so I think as a crew, we need to just stop. Us too? All of us. All Well, okay. Oh. On here is different because, I mean, is Ben Goddard listening to this? Is Sabrina listening to this? Is, I hope so. Well, I hope so too. But I think as far as picking on him directly on the show, especially when the girl is sitting right there, like, right, right, right. I yeah, I get that's you. That's what you. we need to stop. You know. And you know what? I am quick. I'm quickly becoming a fan of Ben's. Uh, oh, I, every, I am as too. each week goes on, I I enjoy him more and more. Yes, um, I think, and I think if you go watch when he was on Roxy's stream, you will feel that way even more. Um, and, uh, what were they talking about? I don't even remember what they were talking about, but they were just having a really good time. And he was a little more laid back. You know, he, he's not always laid back on Essie and live because he's also moderating the chat and trying to do 
you know, he's trying to do things while also trying to be engaged in conversation. Um, And he doesn't always have headphones. He doesn't always have a mic. So this was a little more laid back because he didn't have any responsibilities. He just sat there and chatted with her. Yeah. And he, uh, I love when he just busts out with the random, like you son of a bitch and stuff like that. It's just, I just, I like, cause that's the kind of shit I would do is just like, like, you know, you motherfucker, you know, just start name calling people all good hearted, good hearted fun, yeah. you know, but I, I like that about him that he just, it just instantly just goes there. Someone says like Roki did it to Roka is the example I was using, you know, and as soon as Roka quit talking, just you son of a bitch. And I'm like, dude, you get him, Ben, you go get him, dude. Yes, he is really, really great. Um, Now, uh, what else happened this week? Well, we got a big announcement, which confused me. Were you confused when he said big announcement and then the things he announced were things we already knew? Yes, and I was yeah. <laughs> still looking for the – I went to pay – I just recently signed up for Schmodown Patreon, a $10 tier, and – so I was going there even looking to see if it was a Schmodown announcement or what was going on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was super confused because he's like, we now have an SEN Patreon. And I'm like, y'all said that on the show a couple of days ago. So why is this <laughs> news? Um, at which it sounds fine. I haven't signed up for it. I don't know if I will. Um, uh, at least not yet. Darren and I haven't talked about that. We tried to talk about it before we sign up for any new, you know, recurring monthly expense like that. Um, have you signed up for it yet? Or are you going? Oh, to- I haven't. I am going yeah. to look into it, but I just at the moment I am stretching it a little bit thin, just doing the schmodown. Yeah. So, so if I have like- to choose one, and and I'll be honest. The main reason that I got uh, the the Schmodown Patreon is because of this show, uh, so that I can I can keep up to date with things as they happen. Uh, not to say that I wouldn't re- I wouldn't normally subscribe to it. I would if I had the funds to do that. I'd subscribe to a lot of people's Patreon, yeah. but um, you, you know I'm at that point it. where I can only do one, and this yeah. is the one that I'm going to do is Schmodown. So yeah, um, and we're subscribed to the Schmodown one as well. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll, we'll do SEN, but we'll see. Um, the other thing he announced was, Oh, he said something else. And it was also like a, yeah, we already know that. Um, shit. What was it? He said two things. He said that. And he also said, I can't remember now, but whatever it was, it was so anticlimactic. I'm like, okay, this was not an announcement. But okay. Right. Um, so we also got Brett back this week. Brett yes, has been, Mardi Gras. Brett, ha- Brett has been, said it. I, I've been, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Brett backed me up. He didn't know he was, but he backed me up, and I've got to gloat. I've got to gloat. Kalen, I was right. I told you, and Brett backed it up on Bourbon Street. You can do the boobies all you want. It's okay. Nobody cares. On Bourbon Street, you can do whatever you want, Brett. I don't know it. that it's legal. I, I think maybe it's just a little more like you get a pass a little more. Well, yeah, it's illegal, but you still, but you can still do it on Bourbon Street. And that's I was what saying I it's said, illegal. And you were like, no, you can't. I was saying it was illegal. 
Well, yeah, it's illegal, I but I mean, it doesn't the letter of the law, Jayway. Don't you know that? You can you can still do things that are illegal, Kaylin. It's not I like know. there's a that's illegal, so it blocks your body from doing it. Um, Thank God, too. <laughs> um, but one thing that he said that I uh, like totally validated something for me was he was talking about the ladders. Um, and it's just like a little normal, you know, A-frame ladder with like a little seat on top uh, that you can put a child in so that they can be up high so that they can see over the adults, you know, and, and potentially catch beads and stuff and see all the floats. I remember being in one of those as a child. We went to, cool. we stayed with someone in New Orleans who lived on the route for the parades. And I remember being on one of those while wearing a homemade jesters costume that my grandmother sewed for me. And I've never talked to someone who knew what the hell I was talking about. Like no one has ever been like, Oh yeah, I've been on one of those ladders too. Uh, so I thought that I potentially made that up. So I'm glad to know that that is really a thing. Cause I haven't been in New Orleans much um, beyond childhood. Yeah, but you guys are kind of from that area, so you got to experience some New Orleans action and shit. Oh, yeah, like, I only live, like, an hour, hour 15 away from New Orleans, so, Awesome. Know. Yeah, that's a that's a regular thing, and we have our own Mardi Gras here. You guys that live I, that close, and you don't go to New Orleans at least once a year? I mean, at least once a year? No, I haven't. Really? Been. It's only an hour? Well, I, I say that in... Because I mean, for of, Mardi Gras, no. Like, do well, we I mean, go, at all, just to oh, go to New God, Orleans yeah. and hang out. Yeah, we got, well, first of all, Darren works partially in New Orleans, so he's in New Orleans all the oh, freaking all right, time. all right, all um, right. I, I meant, yeah, I meant just go to the city and just, like, yeah. just to go there since it's so close. Yeah, and um, before Baby, we went to several New Orleans Pelicans basketball games. We would go Ooh. to... Um, we've gone to some Saints games. Um, we've gone to the aquarium a couple of times. Uh, and in fact, my cousins and I are trying to plan a day to bring all our kids to the aquarium over there. Yeah, I mean, we go hey, is into that big New mall still there. Um, like a three level mall that's like an entire block long or something. Um, not that I. Have. Somewhere near the aquarium or a museum or something, and it like kind of sits right next to a to a channel or something like next to mm -hmm. water and stuff. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um, I have no idea. Did Katrina destroy it? <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about that. It it might have. It might have. I don't know. I forgot that you know how devastating that was for the city. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, of course, that was when I was a teenager, too. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, and, uh, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, we went to the aquarium one time, and they had an albino alligator. And That's cool. within, like, two weeks after we had gone, it died. And I was oh. like, oh. Can you go inside was... Anne Rice's house? Well, wait, is she still alive? Because if she is, she probably lives there. Uh, no, I've never gone inside Anne Rice's house. I do want to go through the cemetery tours. Oh, that um, would be great. Yeah, I want to go to, what is it, cemetery number 
is it number two or number four where um, Marie Laveau's buried and all that? Van Zant buried in New Orleans. Who? Van Zant, singer for uh, Skinner. Maybe I have no idea. I don't know. But, Maybe I'm wrong thinking of someone else. But I want to go do the haunted cemetery tours. That sometime. would be sweet. Yeah. But oh, and, and I've got a question real quick. How does someone get run over by uh by a float? Because they were tandem floats. Um so well, it was a bunch of float it was like a train. It was a bunch of floats connected. And rumor has it I don't know how much of this is true and how much of this is the news exaggerating and stuff, but rumor has it that the mayor didn't want to pay overtime to the cops. So she wanted the parades to end as quickly as possible. So she made them go faster than they should have been going with people around. And then people do stupid shit, like try to cross between. Okay. That, that's kind of stuff. what I'm wanting to know. Yeah. Like, is you're that not the case here? Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to get up close to a float, technically. Um, there were probably barricades. People probably blew right through the barricades because that's what happens here. Um, well, if that's what happened, then I'm sorry, but I don't feel... Uh, I have a saying, and I don't ever mean it in a cruel way, but I'll give an example before I say the saying. Uh, okay. Quite a few years ago, up at Cedar Point, a big amusement park up here in Ohio... Uh, a, a guy was a teacher, so you would hope at least, uh, if not think, that he was intelligent, uh, more intelligent, actually, sorry, I should say. But his cell phone fell out of his pocket while he was on a roller coaster. After he got off the ride, he jumped across the barrier fence mm-hmm. to go and pick up and, and retrieve his cell phone. And when he was doing so, he was hit by the roller coaster as it passed by, and it killed him. And yeah. my saying is no sympathy for stupid. Well, and I in no way mean I feel bad for the loss of life, but like, come on, dude, if you're going to put yourself in a position like that, that's just, that's unnecessary loss of life. And you, you were, you were a moron. That's sad. Absolutely. Um, the, I guess the only thing in this case is because there's so many people so close to the floats, that they normally roll really slowly and the driver can't necessarily see everything that's happening behind them. I mean, imagine an 18 wheeler, but like four of them hooked together, you know, like they, they can't necessarily see what's behind them. So like all the way down. So, um, I think people were screaming like, Hey, stop, stop. But you know, if the driver's three cars ahead, or four or five or ten, they they don't know. Right. Um, but if the person wasn't yeah. dicking off and got in the way of the float in the yeah. first place, then now, they wouldn't have been in that position to start with, right? Now, one guy jumped up <laughs> to grab some beads. Like, he wasn't trying to cross through a float. He just jumped up to grab some beads, and when he fell, he slipped on some beads, and when he slipped, he kind of slipped under the float. Right. His so feet he, gave out, and he went under, man. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't totally, I mean, like, you're not supposed to get right up on floats, but people do it every year. Um, so anyway, that was just a whole big clusterfuck. Honestly. That is sad. And then that two really people, is sad. That sucks. And then two people fell off a float. Really? During a parade. Now that's, I don't, never got the full story on that. I think that was more like drunken stupidity. That's usually why people fall off of them. <laughs> that's funny um, though, right? Because they lived. 
they lived. But <laughs> fucking morons, dude, for real. Yeah, but like <laughs> usually when they fall off, they were just being drunk and stupid, and I'm right, right. fairly certain that's what happened there. Yep, that it's crazy, crazy people. Yeah. Man. Yep. So uh, we got some other new blood this week. So yes. Sabrina's Sabrina's been on a few times now. Uh, but we got some new blood this week. Corey Coleman from Double Toasted, who is a Texas native yep. and was in town to see <laughs> that Michael Jackson for the yes, love of a glove, glove. thing. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. He had come on after he had seen it so he could tell us how awful it was because he hadn't seen it yet, right? No, not yet. Yeah, because I wanted to hear the story. So hopefully... uh at some point, we get to hear that story. But my God, is he funny. He's amazing. Yes, he really is. I love him. He is awesome. And I love New Blood, who doesn't know what the Schmobot is going to be. Yeah. Because yeah. that is just the best. And him reacting to her and, like, talking back to her. Oh, my God. He was cracking me up. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. And uh, I, I was enjoying him... Uh, him doing the, uh, what's that motherfucker's name? Bill Cosby, that piece of shit. Uh, I enjoyed him doing the Bill Cosby impersonations, especially the first one he did, um, about him loving the white pee. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> we oh need God. more, we need more of that kind of stuff. Like, just, and, and it's, it's never anything, uh, it's never anything like as far as ill intent toward people, but, even as a teenager, my style and the way I grew up talking with my friends is how uh, Corey talks. Like that whole, you know, it's talking about uh, the woman on the nine one or the three one one call and how he's just like, you know, bitch said, and and like that, like it's nothing. Per- and I know that it's nothing personal against that woman when he refers to her as a bitch. It's just a way of talking, and I I like more of that kind of uh, hard edge discussion and him just dropping that P word there. And I, cause see, I know you don't like it. So see, I'm on it. Um, that's, I like that kind of stuff every now and then just out of nowhere, not being afraid to step over that line, perhaps. Uh, he's great. So fucking funny. He was. And I do hope that he comes back into town again and we get to, to see him on the show again because he was just so great and he fit right in. So hopefully this is not the last time we're seeing him. No, no, I hope not to. Now I do want to ask you a question about an actual topic that came up. Um, this is a topic that they touched on lightly, but also has just been in general in the news. Um, how do you feel about uh, all of the stuff coming out of the novelization of rise of Skywalker? Oh my gosh. What a fucking shit show, right? I mean, I know. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, okay, obviously, uh, um, the Emperor was a clone in Rise of Skywalker. That's obvious. I mean, it was just, it was obvious. Well, I never thought that was his original body because, like. Oh. And even if it, well, like, uh, well. If it is, it's obviously been manipulated and messed with. Like, you know, he's being kept alive somehow. You, okay, you see, know, to me, like, it was I knew there was always some magic behind his, it. 
yeah. or whatever. You know I what I mean? Know. Like, yeah. I never cared what – I never cared. I didn't care if that was always his, his original. I never thought about it till they're like, he's a clone. And I'm like, oh, okay. But what bothers me is the whole kiss thing, the kiss oh, of gratitude. Oh, yeah. I just, like, want to puke. Like they what? Can't, they does can't that get mean? their shit straight before they even make the movie. Then after they make the movie, they still can't get their shit straight, and they're fucking stuff up in books. I know it's it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I just wanted to to get your opinions. About it's complete it. insanity, you know. And and then we find out that the emperor. I think I'm not I'm not 100, but I think they were saying that the emperor that Vader killed in Return of the Jedi was a fucking clone. And it's yeah, like, what? Yeah, now they're saying that, like, uh... Ray's spec- was a failed clone. Dude, what the fuck are you doing, Star Wars? I know, they just need to leave. And we're gonna, alone. and you know, this is a great time. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna bring this up with, uh, with Laura Kelly and her podcasting partner, Alice, from, uh, uh, Star Force Wars. Toast? Yeah, Star Wars Toast. They will be on no, in a Force couple toast. weeks. Force uh, Toast. Force Toast. Force. Force Toast. Star Wars Toast. No, Force Toast. Hold on. No, hold on. Even though I've realized you're right, I'm going to ride this out, and I'm looking it up on Twitter right now. Because as soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong. And I just felt too stupid to admit that I was wrong. Um, so I just looked it up, and you know what? It, like I said, it is Force Toast with uh, Laura Kelly oh, <laughs> and uh, her podcasting partner there, Alice. They'll be on in a couple weeks. Uh, so we're definitely going <laughs> to... Hey, man, at least I'm not ashamed to sit here and be like, well, you know, I realized that I was stupid. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, that'll be great. We'll definitely ask them their thoughts on that for sure. So awesome! That sounds awesome. Yep. And you know what else I realized in that last little—we're uh, about to take our break—but in that last little segment there, um, you're hyper this morning, and uh, and and uh, it was really cool how I just kind of sat back and, and let you lead the uh, lead the show there in that last segment. That was cool. I. I I just didn't have to do anything but give my opinion. It was pretty sweet. Thank you. Uh, that was because you get on to me for not uh, not uh, using the transitions that are available in front of me. So I decided to use them today. <laughs> we were talking about it's Roca. Awesome. So I scanned it's- our notes for anything that mentioned Roca. Yeah. And so yep. on and so forth. It was great. It was great. You uh, you started you started taking us through it all, and I'm like, dude, this is cool. This is <laughs> like this is nice. I'm sitting shotgun on a road trip. Fucking just got my head leaned back on a pillow, looking out the window. This is great. But uh, we'll be right back, guys. We're gonna take a quick pause for some uh, promos for some other Merc with a Movie blog podcasts. See you on the other side. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolves, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with the Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? So definitely check out all those shows from uh, us here at Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, And now what we're going to talk about is a little bit of Schmodown. So this week, the matches that actually premiered were the Atlanta matches. So they came out, you know, first for anyone who had already bought the live stream, obviously, and $10 Patreons. And then it sort of worked its way down. Um, And by Friday, it was out to the public. And in fact, Darren and I w- were just rewatching it this morning, and we're not done with it. But I, I found myself in the videos. So oh, uh, did you? Yes, because we were front row, and we were on the side where Bateman and Merle came entered, where they came right. down. So you can't really see us. You could see us for like a millisecond when Bateman, when Merle entered. But when Bateman entered, I was right there on that front corner and he like grabbed my hand, uh, like, you know, like a, not like a handshake, but where you like grab thumbs, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, held my hand for like a good five seconds or more. And then he did it to Darren and you could see us behind him as he's walking forward. So I found myself in the video. Now, the one thing that I did notice is I don't think that what that y'all could see um, when Dagnino was giving his spiel before Emily Rose Jacobson played against Alex Damon. I don't think that it was cutting back and forth to Christian and Mark, but Christian and Mark were giving the funniest freaking looks to each other. It was Based so, on what Tom was saying. Yes, they were just looking at it like, <laughs> what the fuck is he saying? It was so funny. And we were like right in front of them. So that's who I was watching the whole time that uh, he was doing his promo. So uh, I just wanted to let that out there. Now, if you want to hear my full review of my Atlanta experience, we have posted that. So you can find it on Anchor. Um, I, is it on YouTube? Or uh, not yet. We're well, it, it might be. I'm not for sure. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to say that it is. But it's definitely available in podcast form. So wherever you found this podcast, you can find that podcast. If that's Anchor, if that's the Apple Store, if that's whatever, um, uh, wh- however you're finding Mark with a movie blog. Uh, I did a little uh, chat with Jay Wade right after we got home from Atlanta and talked about that. So, um, but let's actually just talk about the results a little bit because we didn't really talk about that. I was talking more about my experience. Yeah. Um, so Damon beat Jacobson for IG. 
I was not the least bit surprised. Were you? No, no, I wasn't. And Damon came out strong. And Damon TKO'd her, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yes, I think so. TKO'd her. When he got opponent's choice, and she gave him Harry Potter, which he is not strong in, but he sort of weaved his way through most of the questions with some multiple choice. Um, she got Spinner's choice and took Star Trek and still didn't do great in it, which there's no guarantee when you take your, your strengths. That doesn't mean that you're going to get the questions you know the answer to. We all know that. But she, you know, she got some some of them, not all of them. And I want to say Damon stole. He stole at least one. It was about something about uh, Data. In what movie did Data do something? I can't remember because I don't, I don't do Star Trek. And she, got, she answered wrong and he answered right. So he, even with Harry Potter, which was not his strengths, and with her getting Star Trek, which allegedly is, her, is one of her strengths, he still won. And also, I believe that this has been brought up. I think that Roxy is the one really pushing this. But you notice that it takes her and Finstock a while to decide what they're going to give Damon. And which is understandable because you don't always know your opponent, especially with Damon. We know Star Wars is a strength. We probably know a couple other things are strengths, but we don't really know what his weakness is, if any. But then she didn't even know what she wanted to pick for Spinner's Choice, and that's frightening because you should – I mean, maybe you're debating between a couple or maybe if she's really strong in Harry Potter but she went ahead and gave it to him. You know, maybe now she's trying to figure out what her second choice is. But you should have, like, a rundown of, like, uh, scenarios. Like, okay, I know what I'm going to give them for opponent's choice. I know what I'm going to take for spinner's choice. And then have a second option for each of those in case whatever you chose is already off the board. Right. Um, you should. That's something that you should be planning before the match. So that it's not something you have to worry about in the match when you're on a clock. So... I think that that, but that doesn't feel like a player problem, especially a newish player. That feels like a management problem. Yes. So, and I, I, like I said, this is not totally my fresh new idea. This was something brought up by someone and I believe it was Roxy, but I wa- I witnessed it and we all did. And that shouldn't be happening. Like yeah. it's, it's one thing when you get a category and you're like it's sort of borderline you're like oh shit i don't know if i should take this or not but a spinner's an opponent's choice you should have a pretty damn good idea of what you're going to do so especially spinner's choice come on that's yours i know like you put stuff on the wheel yeah so i, I, I don't know i've been wondering and i'm not i'm not questioning that uh that Dagnino is a good manager. If Christian says he's a good manager, then I believe he's a good manager. But I'm questioning how much of his success is due to him being a good manager, or is it just his players are really that fucking good? Because I, I there are think... there are some big things that Tom drops the ball on. Yeah, and the other thing is, though, I will say this much, you know, we shit on Tom for you know, being disorganized and not, you know, doing what he should be doing and and not knowing his players' names and stuff like that. Um, when I was in the dressing room before the match, he was 
I barely got to speak to Emily Rose Jacobson and I didn't speak to Tom at all because for most of it, he was huddled in a corner with her talking to her. So he, what were they talking about their favorite milkshake flavors? Come on, Tom. I don't know, but this may have been him just sort of trying to calm her down or keep her level headed or whatever. They may not have been talking actual strategy and maybe that would have been a benefit. Um, so I, I, I saw Damon winning. That was not a surprise. Merle and Bateman, that was, like, frightening, like, to watch the whole thing, like, scary, because it came well, down to the so end. that was so fun. No, it was fun, but it was just, like, yeah. such yeah, a like, tight like, wire. Fun. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, like, like so amazing. Yeah, yes. suspenseful. So that was so much fun to watch. Um, I've never seen Ben Bateman have as much of a passionate – uh, expression of energy as when he wrote down mechanic during the betting round and got mm. it right. And him, he, it, if you rewatch it, he stood up and he was just like going, whoa, whoa. And like freaking out. Bateman doesn't do that on stage right. a whole lot. And that was, I could tell that he was so pumped the fact that he dominated so heavily in both the betting round and the uh, buzzer round and still lost, he didn't lose by much. It went into overtime, uh, you know, sudden death. He right. didn't lose by much. But it, it, this this kind of a match just shows what everyone's strengths is. His strengths are things like that. His strengths are strategy. Right. And strategy comes out a lot in those extra rounds that only get played in um, five-round matches. Whereas, I, I still can't believe he missed the minute work question. I was fucking screaming at the TV. I as had no idea. As soon as they asked it, I, I mean, I knew the answer my whole fucking life since I was a child. But I'm I just had, sitting there like, are you kidding me, dude? Well... I had no idea. I had no earthly idea. Um, I need to say that after we're done here, I'm going to show you something that that relates to you just saying that you didn't know it and me saying I did know it. But anyway, well, I think ahead. that's also an age thing. But it, it is absolutely. And again, that that's exactly what I'm going to show you. It's gonna it'll be cool. But anyway, yeah. That I but but for me, I was just like, dude. Well, that and. Um, sometimes when I can't find anything on, uh, YouTube, as far as my regular shows that I watch, uh, or, or YouTubers and whatnot, um, and I can't find anything on Netflix, I can't find anything on Hulu or HBO, uh, I will go to YouTube free movies just to see what they've got, and I, and especially late at night, I'll watch a bunch of cheesy disaster movies and shit like that, if I can even get through 10 minutes, but, um, Minute Work is on there for free, and I have that in my queue that I put there like two weeks ago. So it was also that fresh in my head, but mm-hmm. I knew it anyway. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? I mean, I saw that movie, and I was, I don't know how, but I was a teenager. It had come out, but yeah, that was amazing to me. Well, but the fact that, like, as soon as it went into overtime, it wasn't a guarantee that Merle would win. But he had the advantage there because that just comes down to pure, like, knowledge. You know it or you don't. And in yeah. a head-to-head like that, Merle is more going to be more successful than Ben, nine times out of ten. But 
there's so much strategy that goes into this game that he got Dan Merle that close to not winning, which is yeah. just insane. So I'm looking forward to a rematch of them at some point. So I'm hoping that Me happens. Me too, but soon. imagine if this worked out too. Because, okay, right now Dan has the singles title and the team's title. Now imagine if Dan won the free-for-all and he went for that inner geekdom title and he won it and held three belts at the same time. Well, he doesn't have enough shoulders for that, so I'm not sure how he'd do that. But um, <laughs> Drape one around his neck. Or actually wear one as a belt like you're there supposed you to. Did you notice that BC had his wrestling championship yes. belt on? Yes, yeah. that was great. That was great. So they have this extra belt that has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the yeah, Shimo yeah. on, on their Love team. Um, Emily Rose Jacobson also, I have to say, is such a team player because even though she had lost, she still came out, was super pumped, was super active, was all over the place, um, jumping up and down with BC, you know, introing in, uh, both Dan and Ben. And she sat, uh, she and BC sat over on the edge of the stage, um, in the corner because there's not really like a backstage to this. Right. Like there what there wasn't a good place for them to sit. So they were just sitting over there watching the match and Roxy and, well what during the first match Roxy and Dagnino and then of course during the second match Dagnino and Roca were just sort of standing over to the side um monitoring everything. But she, Roca couldn't stand still. Uh Roca can never stand still. Yeah, but I mean, especially, like, you could yeah. see he was just nonstop moving around, pacing around. It was, he was, I think he was more on edge than frickin' Merle was. <laughs> well, Merle's never on edge, so. Oh, he's, I bet he, I bet he is sometimes, but we just don't see it. He's a, he's a cool cucumber. He is, he is. Um, Cooler than the other side of the pillow. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but. I already said this, but the cutest thing was Mara running up on stage so that Dan could give her a kiss. Um, but that happened sort of in the back of the stage, so I don't know that the camera guy could get it. Maybe he edited it back in if he did. I'm not sure. But that was the cutest thing. Um, I was so happy she was there with him and his mom was there. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Hitman. They kept tr chanting uh Hitman. For Brandon Hanna, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I was sitting in the crowd with people chanting, and I could not understand what they were saying. Huh. So, so what were you chanting? I wasn't. I was just like, what the fuck is everybody saying? <laughs> now, we were yelling, move the table! <laughs> because that damn wheel table, if he puts it there, the people who paid the most money to be there can't see the fucking players. So right, that's right. why we kept making him move that table. Yeah. We were yeah, like, he did, move it. he did coming out multiple times. Did were I can't remember if it happened during a match or if it had happened during rehearsals or what, but the table broke. The table came off the pole, the stand. That sucks. Do you not remember did that that must have happened during rehearsal or something. They it, they put it, it back on. I don't I don't recall yeah. that. Because he picked it up by the actual table part at one point, and the sand just fell off of it. But they wedged it back in, but it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's but, great. So, today, actually, the day we are recording this, 
we actually have a, a live match that will be happening between the family and corruption. So I guess we'll review yes. that next week. Yes. Um, now, here's looking my question. Looking forward to that big time. What? I said looking forward to that big time. Jay oh. Massacre is definitely going to have something to say about this match. Oh, yes. Jay Massacre and Gertel. Gertel can talk about this match. Yeah. So, who do you have winning? Um, man, it's hard to say because my gut wants to go with corruption, but I don't know. Chance isn't always spot on. And Mike, it depends on his headspace. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a hard one, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my heart. Me, Jay Wade, not Jay. We all know Jay Massacre, dude. Corruption is 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 live all, be all, die all. Um, but me personally, Jay Wade, I'm going to have to go with my heart here, and uh, I'm I'm going with Andrew Guy's team. I'm going with, okay. with the family. Uh, uh, I was not a big fan of Team Action, um, and then uh, a guy who does podcasts here too, Sean, he completely turned me around on it and, and gave me a different perspective on it, and uh, Guy is probably the best heel in the league, in my opinion, and uh, I'm a big fan of Guy, so I'm going to go with the family. I think the family will probably pull it out. Awesome. Okay, so I have Pookie right here, and he's going to tell us who he thinks is going to win. So who do you think is going to win, the family or corruption today? Do I need to tell you who's on each team? Family is um, uh, Drew McWeenie and Andrew Guy. Corruption is Chance Ellison and Mike Kalinowski. Tough one. That's a tough one. That is. I like Kalinowski a lot. I got to go with uh, the family. Got with uh, Guy and then we're all on the same team. Yeah, Kelly, that's, that's going to be tough. Baby Kelly, who you think is going to win? Who's going to win? Family. She, she agrees. She, agrees. <laughs> she just laughed at the screen. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So cute. I was all right, so we got four. We got four unanimous uh, decisions for the family here. Yes. Awesome. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. going to be fun. And we also got another little bit of news. I don't. I don't know if you caught when it's premiering. I certainly did not. That Brett, because Brett is not going to play against Goddard because they're in the same faction and there's no point in doing that unless it's a completely necessary. Um, he's going to play. Should the still w- be an exhibition match. I uh, think. Yeah, but like bat- they should they should follow out follow through with the Battle of Sen. And, and they should run it to its conclusion, but they should just do it as an exhibition match for Patreon. That'd be cool. But uh, he's going to play wins between Claudia Dolph, who we've heard a lot about because she keeps yes. being traded. <laughs> Sorry, I have the hiccups. Um, She keeps being traded despite the fact that she has not proven or disproven how good she is. Yeah. But people keep trading her around. I don't even know who she's with anymore. Who is she with now? Um... She was traded to to the Druids, or was she originally on the Druids? Something with the Druids, but I don't she know if she... There. She was traded away from them, and they got... And, and I think Burnett got video Drew. Is that what happened? 
No, and then and then he traded video Drew. I shit, I can't Wait, remember. It's hard Claudia to keep Dolph up with all these trades. Was was Claudia Dolph traded yes. for Bonnie? Yes, yes. Uh, she was. Yep, you're right. You're right. Video Drew was originally on Corruption, wasn't she? I don't know. I can't keep track. But anyway, Brett's going to play against whoever wins between her and Warhammer. Yes, looking forward to seeing both of their debuts. I am Warhammer. Anyway, so that's what we're looking forward to. I'm not sure what the matches are that are premiering this coming week, but whatever they are, we will review them next week, as we always do. Um, do you have any final Schmodown thoughts? Well, a little bit, kind of. Uh, did you happen to listen to Saul and Kate on last week? No. Uh, Darren did a little bit at least. He mentioned uh, something that happened on there, but I I was just wondering. We talked we talked some schmodown and uh, we were talking about Damon earlier. You know, he made his debut, and mm-hmm. Saul uh, it, it Saul made it clear that he is eyeing Damon pretty fucking hard. Uh, he, Wait for uh, IG is, is, or for. What's Star that? Wars. Yeah, for inner. Well, he's playing an inner geekdom. He's not playing okay. in Star Wars. Saul. Uh, so yeah, inner geekdom. He's he's got his eye on Damon. So it it should be uh, it should be pretty damn fun. I think. Hmm, that is interesting. Well, we have to see how Saul performs because we still haven't seen him perform on stage. So yep. and, I can't uh, wait to see him premiere. Uh, real quick, I just went ahead and looked it up. Uh, this week's matches are team matches, final exam versus the experiment, and the singles is Jeff Snyder versus Ethan Irwin. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So we got them to talk about here uh, this coming week. So, hell yeah, looking forward to those two. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the live match that's happening today. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Oh yeah, and if and if I can make it, I don't know. I'm I, I got an idea for the multiplex match. Multiplex match. I'm going to talk to you about it too. I don't know. We'll see. I, I kind of oh, would geez. like to try to do something. We'll okay. see what happens. But uh, but hey, that'll do it for us this week, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Kaylin Rose, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? At? They can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at KaylinRose715. That's K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-S-E-715. And you guys can find me on the Twitter at JWade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. You can also follow Merck with a Movie Blog on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. Go to the online website, MerckWithTheMovieBlog.com. There's some written articles and whatnot there, some other content. And you find this show on YouTube, on the Merc with the Movie Blog channel, although although I will say we're a little bit behind on uploads, but we will have an announcement here coming up within a month or so, I'd say, uh, concerning that kind of stuff. And But as always, you can find the podcast form straight up on, uh, I just go to Anchor. It's the easiest way. There's all those other Stitcher and, and, and amazing podcasts and super duper podcasting hour uh, platforms that I don't know the names of all of them. So I just say, go to Anchor. So much easier. And to hell, leave us messages, ask questions, whatever. We dig yes, it. Yes, yes. We would love to answer a question. Sure, for sure. Uh, but thanks for joining us, guys. And we will be back next week with another episode of SEN Afterlife. Have a good week. Bye.